Why are Christians hypocrites and why do bad things happen to good people? These are questions that come up a lot. And I honestly encourage you to ask questions. I, when it comes to my own children, don't want them to believe in God because I say so, or because, you know, that's what you're supposed to do as a good Christian girl. I encourage you to ask questions. Our guest today, Janelle, grew up as a quote, good Christian girl and had questions as she became an adult and was afraid of what she would find if she dug in. Actually, she was surprised at how real Jesus is and how he really is who he claims to be. But through that process, encouraged other young women to ask questions and to dive deep and don't just believe because someone said so. And now she hosts a podcast encouraging people to do just this. I'll tell you, when I was in my 20s, I would have told you, oh, being a Christian sounds like a great idea when I'm a grandma. But now I am too busy having fun, partying, drinking tequila. You know, I'll put that in the back burner. But what I didn't understand is that like Jesus came to give me life now and to give it more abundantly because what I was chasing, you know, look at celebrities. We're all chasing this money and happiness and popularity and to be beautiful. And the people who quote, have it all, they're not doing so well. In my own experience of my 20s of chasing all the wrong things and, and getting, quote, these things was like, oh my gosh, this is this is life. You know, there's a famous clip of Tom Brady, all these Super Bowl rings, popularity, he's handsome, beautiful wife. You know, he, quote, has it all. And he's being interviewed on 60 Minutes. He's like, this is it? Like people arrive in the mountaintops and like, this is not what I thought it would be. Because those are temporary pleasures. They, they just cannot satisfy the way we are created by a creator. He did not make us to be satisfied by all these temporary pleasures. Like the God who created us made in us a longing to be in communion with him. So it makes sense that we find that abundant life, as the scripture says, when we are in relationship with him. But because I want to unpack these questions a little bit more, we do talk about it in the episode, but I want to make sure that we talk about this real quick here. Why do bad things happen to good people? I actually have a whole episode like unpacking this. I'll link it in the show notes, but real quick, we were not created this way In God made the world. He made a perfect garden. There was no sin. There was no brokenness. Adam and Eve lived until they were 900 900 and something. Like, I don't even know when you get wrinkles if you live that long. Like, no cancer, no diabetes, like the beautiful perfection in this garden. I can't prove this, but I'm pretty sure there were no mosquitoes, no roaches. Like, everything was in perfect harmony. And God walked in the garden. Like, it was all perfect. And then, as we know, sin entered the world. And, And I think we underestimate what this thing, sin, is, but it's this huge separation. So, this holy God no longer could walk in the garden with these sinful humans. Like it was this huge separation. Think about like the Grand Canyon, you know, God is on one side and we're on the other. And it was this chasm. It was this great divide. And so so with this sin came in hurricanes and tornadoes and cancer and death and greed and all of the ugliness of life and hypocrites. We'll talk about that in a second too. And then, so there was no way to bridge that gap between us and God except Jesus. So we couldn't bridge the gap for ourselves, but which is the cool thing that God came for us and no other God in the world has, he came down for us. Like it's amazing. Every other deity in history books, people are trying to reach God, but instead God came down and reached for us 
in Jesus in the ultimate sacrifice, paying the price once and for all for sin. Because up until this point, people would sacrifice animals and goats, and there was like bloody, disgusting sacrifice. And there was all these laws like if you lied, you'd sacrifice this many goats. And if you murdered, you sacrifice blah, 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 blah. Like rules, rules, rules. And God was like, no more. I am giving the ultimate sacrifice in my son, Jesus. So you, Sarah, Emily, Joanna, Megan, regular humans like me can have a relationship with God. Like it's the greatest love story anyone has ever seen. And then the hypocrite thing, I just want to talk about that because unfortunately you are a hypocrite. I am a hypocrite. We all say, I'm going to start making my bed every morning. I'm going to wake up earlier. I'm going to stop eating donuts. We have all said we are going to do something and we don't do it. I mean, we're all this way. And Christians are painfully human. We are all Christians. The only difference if we're doing this right, we are being sanctified, meaning daily. If we're doing this right, we are in communion with God. We are constantly, I want to be more like you. I want to die to my fleshly, sinly, sinly, <laughs> sinful nature. I, I want to put the old Katie away and I want to wake up every day a little bit more like Jesus. And I'm never going to arrive this side of heaven, but there is a process. And hopefully every day I want to be more and more like Jesus. Now, again, I'm never going to arrive and I'm probably going to be a hypocrite till the day I die. I'm not proud of it, but I'm always going to be like, I want to love the unlovable, but this person is ever loving, annoying. You know what I mean? Because I'm painfully human. But every day I want to say, give me eyes to see them like you see them. That is being, that's the process of being sanctified. But what I want you to hear in all of this is don't judge Jesus based on Christians. Christians are painfully human. They are hopefully being sanctified. That is a process of, you know, like what I just said, trying to be more like Jesus. But, you know, unfortunately, a lot of Christians say that this is what they believe and, and believing is just part of it. It's following is what makes you uh, a Christian. You know, even the, the devil believes. So I'm not talking about just believing. I'm talking about following Jesus in his footsteps. So Jesus is a good person. I I don't want you to throw the baby out of the bathwater. If you have been hurt by a church, if you have been hurt by a Christian, if you have seen some hypocrites, I I apologize. I apologize on behalf of Christians, Um, but I cannot promise that will never happen again. But I can promise we have a good, good Jesus. And I encourage you to get to know him before you throw it all out. And with that, today's episode, my friend Janelle, she lives on the other side of the U.S. in Oregon. I love her. I love this conversation. I love her honesty and her welcome idea of creating a podcast. And hey, I want you to bring your questions about faith. I'm not going to try and change you. I'm not going to try and convince you. I just want to have a conversation. And so that is what we're going to do today. If you are in your 20s hoping there is more to life than boys and Bacardi, you are in the right place. Katie Ballmer has been a keynote speaker to over 60 colleges nationwide, encouraging 20-somethings to realize their worth, find their calling, and not date their bags. But seriously, Katie is an author, viral TikTok creator, wife, mom of two girls, and your adopted aunt that you never knew how bad you needed. Ready to have some real conversation tackling the hottest topics? This is the Truth For Your 20s podcast. Hi, Janelle. Hi, Katie. <laughs> I love you and I love what you're doing on your podcast. And I'm excited to have you on our show. I know you were so kind to have me on your show not too long ago. And we just talked about 
faith and questions and, you know, specifically to 20 somethings and what that looks like in real and open conversations as your podcast is called finding something real, which I love. So thank you for being here and just offering similar conversations to our listeners here um, who may be asking questions about faith. Why do bad things happen to good people? What in the Bible can I believe or not, or all of the things. And um, yeah, so I'm glad that you're here. <laughs> oh, I'm so grateful. Thank you for allowing me here to to share and just chat with you. So, yes. Well, tell me a little bit first about your background. Yeah. Well, I grew up in a Christian home um, here in Western Washington. Actually, I'm on the other side of the mountains now. So people that live in Washington would say that I'm on the, the nice side or the sunny side yeah. of the mountains. But I grew up about 45 minutes north of uh, Seattle. and um, But I, I always had struggles with my um, lovability, I guess is how you would say. Um, I had a lot of rejection uh, growing up. It, from different things in my family of origin. And even though I loved Jesus, I wanted to follow him. I really struggled with a lot of different issues um, that I didn't know how to talk to people about because I was afraid of not being a good Christian girl. And also because I was afraid of what I might find if I dug deeper. Uh, Would I find that this Jesus that I said that I was so in love with um, wasn't the real deal? And so um, uh, all of that to say, as I got older, I really wanted to dive deeper into the way people interact and human relationships um, and figure out my own issues. I got a master's degree in counseling and did some work as an advocate with women in crisis. And now um, I'm a mom. I have uh, an exchange daughter that comes in and out of our lives every year. We host for about 10 months. Um, different girls from around the world, and we have four kids. Um, but my heart for that young woman who has questions um, hasn't really changed. It's only gotten bigger because not only do I think of myself as a younger person, but I think of the young woman that's in my home um, who's never heard that Jesus loves her. And I have this theory, Katie, and the theory is that the difference between the girl and the proverbial back pew who grew up in a church and has t- been told she, um, you know, Jesus loves her her whole life. And the girl who has never heard that to begin with, a girl maybe from a Western country where Jesus is on par with Santa Claus for her, um, is truly believing that God does love you. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, a few years ago, I started a podcast called Finding Something Real. The working title was Believing God Loves You because I'm passionate about um, knowing the real thing in Jesus and inviting young women on that journey to to figure it out and look into it together. Yeah. <sighs> see, do you see why I love her, guys? <laughs> <laughs> That's a long answer to your I story. loved every minute Question. of it. I already wrote down, we got to do your highlight at the very beginning because it was so good. <laughs> no, thank you for just sharing your real open journey. Um, I want to hear about your conclusions, but first, just as you have these interviews, as young women come on your show, um, I'm sure you have some repeat questions. Maybe if you could just dive into um, maybe our classic question is, you know, why does God, a good God allow suffering? I'm sure you hear that a lot. So um, yeah, well, actually we had a show titled that we got to go to the creation museum in Kentucky. And that was yeah. really just uh, to me, a beautiful representation of, of this answer. Um, but yeah, I, I know that you've impacted it a million different ways, so I'd love to hear it. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
Yes. I, one of the things that I love to do is sit down uh, with young women over Zoom and just hear their questions, have them share their stories with me. Stories are so powerful and we all have questions. And so I invite young women to into this space to ask those things. And I do hear the same question a lot, but it's always different because the story is different. The experience is different. The reason why someone's asking that is different. I get a lot of questions about church hurt, you know, hypocrisy, um, uh, deconstruction, like what do I really want to believe, you know, and, and maybe like this choose your own adventure kind of thing. Like, can I have Jesus and new age things? Can I do that? Can I read my horoscope? Whatever. Um, sometimes we have conversations about that. Uh, sometimes we even talk about, um, in fact, a lot about sexuality and identity because um, those are questions that matter to a yeah. lot of people. Yeah. Um, and then we have the bigger theological questions, um, you know, things like suffering and, um, you know, is God really good? If he, you know, all these things in the Bible are true. Um, does God really care who I love? That's a very common question. I'm going back to the sexuality piece. Um, but yeah, it's been, I, I find that it never gets old because the conversations are new every time. And yeah. I'm learning along the way, you know, as I get to do this and I steward this time with these young women and we invite Christian guests on to address their questions. Um, I find that every time, I mean, even when you came on, I was like, Katie, that I've never heard that insight before. <sighs> and it's just, it's really beautiful because for each of these girls, the way we have it set up is the whole month is dedicated to one young woman. And so she comes on, she shares her questions with me. She shares her story. She knows that this is going to happen. Like we've talked ahead of time. And then we invite Christian guests on throughout the month. Uh, episodes that we've recorded together, or maybe she doesn't come back. But what I say is that that whole month is a love letter to her because it's mm-hmm. curated by her questions. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's anyway, awesome. no, I think that's awesome. Well, I would love then maybe if you could just unpack that with one girl's story and obviously don't share names or anything, but like, because you do get these questions in different packages, so to speak. Um, I think then that might be more helpful anyways, just to kind of unpack, like maybe someone asking this hard thing happened in my life. Why, you know, help me believe that there's a good God kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, well, I can speak to one that I just was, uh, (laughs) just was working on. Um, and that was, uh, a young woman from Germany. She's 18 years old at the time that we recorded and she grew up in a agnostic or atheistic, uh, family. And so no one she knew believed except for one person in her life. And she found their faith beautiful, but kind of like a fairy tale. Like, did that really happen? Because she needed proof. She's mm-hmm. like, I need proof to know that God actually exists. So we're, we're talking through that. And then did the resurrection actually happen? She wanted to know about that. Um, we talked about, you know, God's character. And then towards the end, you know, what was interesting about that whole journey with her is then she's asking, like, do I even really want to believe in God if all of this is true, which now my belief that God isn't real is not as strong anymore. I mean, she even said that. But She's like, I don't want to give my life over to him, you know, and that um, that's a journey um, and it's something she can come back to. But that's one instance last a couple months ago, we featured a young woman. um, I think she's 20 from, um, you know, the States here. And she had great questions about church hurt, you know, asking about like, 
what do you do with that? Like, I don't want to go back to church now. I've been hurt, you know, and I'm pretty mellow in my faith right now. And what do I do about that? You know, or um, I love my friends and there's a very diverse group of friends and um, I'm, you know, struggling with even sharing this part of my life with them, you know, and some of those things aren't packaged necessarily as questions. They're part of the story that she shares with me. And then they come up again and again in the conversations that we have. And in that particular case with that young woman from the States, she didn't come back for the following conversations. But like I said, she has this whole set of uh, content that's been created just for her where, um, you know, she's invited to come back and listen at any time that she wants to. That's cool. Yeah. Nice. Well, um, I guess I know one thing, uh, speaking of church hurt, I I get um, passionate about this subject because I know for us, like we had a, we had a church hurt when my husband was in youth ministry. And and the short of the story is um, the pastor was firing everyone on staff except for his wife. um, And it was this whole ordeal, like put it to a vote in front of everyone. And at the time we had like a newborn and a two-year-old and our life was being ripped out in front of us. And you work for for a church, that's your world. That's your small group. That's your friends. That's your job. That's where you go to church. And um, anyway, it was a lot of, a lot of stuff. Um, However, you know, I, I could, paint this picture for you and my sob story and how terrible, you know, it was. And, but the same church, um, and again, this was like one instance and, and actually it ended up being very, very, it was very kind to us, but the same church, these people, you know, rallied around us when we had babies and helped take care of my um, older child when we had a newborn and, um, threw us showers. And there was an older lady at church that helped train, um, six couples, including my husband and I, when we were new newlyweds. And I look back and how instrumental that was in our, in our wedding, in our, in our marriage journey of having that foundation. And so it, it's a, a highlight reel, right? And it's, it's what you choose to highlight on because they are humans and that's life. It, yeah. There's good and there's bad and there's beautiful and there's ugly. And I, I think that it's unfair um, when we only see the bad and and not see the good. Um, not to say that people don't have sad stories and not discrediting anything, but I, I know for me looking back, you know, I, I could convince you that it was a really, really terrible story. And yeah. it was, there was some really junky crap that happened. Um, but also some really beautiful stuff. And anyway, that's my strong feelings about yeah. the church. <laughs> that's so good. And it's true. You know, I just got off the phone right before we jumped on here. Uh, interviewing a young woman and we were talking and she was sharing about some church pain, you know, some things that happened when she was younger where she felt rejected or felt left out. She just felt left out. And then we were talking about her mental health journey. We're going to be diving into some of that and, you know, can Jesus even touch that, right? Which spoiler alert, yes, he can. But um, (laughs) one of the things she said, because I said, what helped you when you um, get out of this pit of despair and, you know, depression, all these different things. The one thing she said to me, which I thought was so interesting after she had just shared all that church, Mm. church, it was people coming alongside me and being reminded and worshiping together and having this community of people. And anyway, so I, I hear what you're saying. And I think it's really, really true. Yeah. It's, it's humans. So, you know, it's relationships, it's yeah. beautiful and ugly and amazing and hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So I, I love the stories that you're telling this specifically, you know, again, not sharing names, but of the conversations that you're having with young women. So like, I don't know, not to put you on the spot, but you can just think of like, you know, another one. Yeah. Like, I just love these because we have so much in common when it comes to 
struggling, having hard things happen to us and, um, is, is God good? And can he be trusted? And I think that it kind of, as you, as you said, it boils down to, um, you know, that God loves you understanding and getting a grip, uh, handlebars on this idea, you know, just some conversations you've had around that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting to me. Um, the gospel is the gospel, no matter where you are, no matter who you are. One of the things that we really like to, what I love that God has done with the podcast is we have a very diverse group of people coming in and, and chatting with us. So girls from different countries, you know, I've talked to girls from a girl from Africa and girls from, you know, Europe and Asia and the United States. And honestly, Katie, it does not matter where you're from. Mm. The gospel is the gospel is, you know, the truth and the life and the hope that we have in Jesus. It transcends cultural barriers. It transcends whatever pain and suffering that you're currently going through. Um, God invites us to give that to Him, right? And to come to Him with it. He says, you know, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. If that's true, then an exploration like the one we're doing he can handle it. Yeah. You know, I had a girl come on my podcast. She was in, uh, you know, a same-sex relationship and, um, you know, wanting to know whether this God stuff is even true, you know, and we go through this whole thing and people came on the podcast and they challenged her in a loving way, you know, which th- there's no way that they couldn't have done that. They're just talking about what the Bible actually says, you know, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you know, like this, these are hard conversations, but it's the truth of Jesus that, you know, penetrates those areas. You know, when I started my podcast, I just wanted young women to listen. And I realized that them listening to a podcast about things that maybe they aren't sure they really, ah, do I really want to know what God has to say about this? That was really hard. Or do I really want to listen to a podcast about a God that I'm not sure I even believe in or that I'm angry with? Um, but then when I began in 2020, inviting them to sit in these conversations with me, to hear it on their own with me, to go on this journey with me, but to not just listen with me, but for me to hear them. Um, you know, every story is different. There's a lot of common themes. But yeah, it doesn't matter who you are, what your background is. If what we believe about Jesus is true, which I believe it is, then it he can deal with any of it. There's a great quote by Corey Ten Boom where she says, there is no pit so deep that God's love is not deeper still. Mm. And I truly believe that, but I invite people to come who don't necessarily believe that, who are who are struggling or searching and wondering, is that real? Can I really trust that? Yeah. yeah. Um, I love it that you said at the beginning how you wanted to, you had a lot of questions and you wanted to dive in and do your research. And I love, I love that, by the way, I love a spitfire personality (laughs) who isn't like, believe because I said so like, and I don't want our girls to be that way. You know, I want them to like, go and find out for like, of course, you know, we're teaching them the gospel and we're trying to live that out, but, but don't just believe because we told you so like, I want this to be your faith. I want you to have a personal relationship with the Lord. Anyway, I love your spitfire, younger personality. It hasn't changed, Janelle, though. I love uh, it. I, <laughs> <laughs> I probably wouldn't be doing this if it didn't. <laughs> Anyways, as you started on this quest, I would love to know what you found. You're like uncovering the stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I found that the theory 
of, you know, can I really trust the Lord to be real? Yeah. Uh, it's not a theory, you know, and, and and I think I had found that before I started the podcast, otherwise I probably wouldn't have started it. Right. Um, but, you know, real, finding something real, real is an acronym, real restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love. And my hypothesis is those things can only ultimately be found in relationship with Jesus Christ, the yeah. real thing. Restoration, you know, who can save us from our own, you know, mess? Only Jesus, yeah. eternity, um, and eternity with Him, only Him, right? And there's obviously scriptures that can back all of this up. Authenticity, who am I really? Who am I really? I had somebody on my podcast, a guest, come on, an apologist, a, a guy who, you know, talks about faith. Um, as a profession and, and reasons for faith. He's like, I am so excited for eternity because one day I'll know who I really am when I'm in the presence of my Savior. I'm thinking, yeah, that's so true. And then love. What is love? Like, we constantly are looking for it. We're constantly hungry for it. You know, when I was younger, I was so obsessed with boys and I want to fill this void that I just want so bad. Um, but real love, you know, it's unconditional grace that we receive, and that's only found in Jesus. So that's my hypothesis, but it's lived and learned in my journey. And and then to be able to have people who come on and encourage young women that I have on the podcast with that truth the same way and, and really touch on, I mean, I wish that I had, I could go back. I, and I love, Katie, by the way, that you talk about this too. I wish I could go back and be there for my younger self. Mm who was sitting there, you know, looking the part, looking all the parts, <laughs> and who would have loved to have sat down and thought, you want to hear my questions and I'm not a bad person for having these thoughts or yeah. like struggling with this? Yeah. And it's really opened up the door for me. There's no question or doubt that I have that I cannot take to the foot of the cross or that I'm trying to hide from anything, you know, yeah. like Jesus sees it all. And so, um, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question, but that's some of the things that I found. Hey, I hope you're loving this episode. And if you've been around here for a minute, you know that everything I do is to be who I needed when I was younger. And one of those favorite things I like to offer is online mentoring. Basically, my calendar's up, you pick a time you want to chat with me and we make it happen. But I noticed in a lot of these calls, some of the same things come up. So what I did is just recorded everything, I recorded relationship advice, money advice, faith callings and questions, whatever it may be. I just recorded all of the most common things I hear in mentoring calls and have it available for you whenever you want to download it. Think about this as all the best advice from the podcast, what you might not hear on mentoring calls and everything else from the internet all piled together. And by truth for your twenties listeners get $20 off with promo code truth. So the link is going to be waiting for you in my show notes and also my link in bio on Instagram, but it's basically all my best big sister advice, everything from online mentoring right there. My goal is this to be just a valuable resource for you to dive into anytime you need it, get a refresher anytime you need it. You can watch it unlimited amount of times. I had a girl message me saying she watched it twice because it was that helpful and you get $20 off with promo code truth. So the link again is right here in the show notes and I hope you gain some truths for your twenties. Kind of switching gears of like facts and stats, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like I've heard somewhere that, you know, um, the probability of, of all of these if Jesus not being who he is, is like one in a bazillion or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, um, just because, and there's so many sources that back up the Bible so many more than we, than the sources that were taught in our history classes. Um, 
so there's no way it's made up because uh, the disciples didn't die for a lie, you know, stuff like that. Right. Um, yeah. So just like apologetic kind of talk, if, if, cause that's kind of your lane. <laughs> That's why I invite the apologetics on. (laughs) (laughs) The apologists on. Um, No, you know, I think for me, um, when I was in my lowest, uh, in my 20s, um, we had some, after I was married, my husband and I, we had some miscarriages. And I came to this point where I was like, is God even real? Yeah. Is he even real? Um, What if all I believe is a lie? And actually that allowed me to confront some things, you know? And I went outside and I looked around and I'm just thinking, oh man, it's really, really hard to believe that all of this is by accident. Yeah. And I talked to my husband who had been a biology and, and science teacher for 12 years in the high schools. And I said, why, this was like, you know, late at night. I'm like, why do you believe? Are you sure that God actually exists? Yeah. He goes, Janelle, I'm a scientist. He goes, for every action, there's an equal reaction. And he goes, listen, he goes, uh, I know that there's evil in this world. I know it. And he goes, that means that there's an equal good. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's that has helped me. That was like the start of my journey. And then I started listening to smart people, you know, apologists, people like Jay Warner Wallace and, um, you know, some of the guys uh, that have worked with like Stand to Reason, Greg Kokel, and these different guys that go around. Um, who else am I thinking of? Uh, oh, I can't think off the top of Lee my Strobel, head. Lee Strobel. Lee Strobel. Josh McDowell. Yes. All these people. Sean McDowell, his son, does great work too. Um, Frank Turek. But, you know, there's so many things. But when I'm in the lowest place, that's where I go back to. I know that there's a God. Yeah. And then there's a lot of, oh, man, there's so much research out there. Like you said, do I have the stats off the top of my head? No. But it's like one in a crazy billion trillion, the chances of us even being here, even being here. And Richard Dawkins, probably the most famous atheist in the world, um, he was on a podcast called Unbelievable um, uh, last year. And he was talking to the host, Justin Brierly, who also does apologetics. And he has a great TikTok account, by the way. And he was just like, if you know anyone, if you wanted someone like me to believe in a God, it would be based on the fine tuning because everything looks suspiciously designed, right? Mm. And it does. So it takes actually, I believe, and I I think that there's a lot of research and statistics and we, maybe we could go more into that, but it it would just be off the top of my head and uh, I'm a little sleep deprived, so I probably (laughs) won't give you anything good, but there, it would take more faith to believe that there's no God. hundred percent. Um, And then, um, you know, the thing is, then I go, okay, there's a God. Who who is this God? He's personal. He's powerful. He's meaningful, right? He spoke the world into existence. That's the the biggest miracle in the Bible is Genesis 1, right? In the beginning, God spoke. (laughs) So then, okay, what about Jesus? Mm. What about Jesus? Um, The Christian worldview makes sense on so many levels, but then did it actually happen? The whole Christian worldview hinges on the resurrection. Yeah. Because historians, whether they're Christian or not, they know that he existed, no matter what TikTok might tell you. (laughs) Like, they know he exists. He existed. There's historical evidence beyond just what we have in the books of the Bible. Um, other uh, historians documented his life his and his crucifixion and his followers. But then what do we do about the resurrection? We know that there was no body. We know that his disciples, most of them, 
they died for their faith or they died, uh, all of them, none of them recanted. None of them said, hey, wait a second, Uh, this isn't true. We know that his brother, James, uh, came to faith. Now, somebody was on my podcast the other day, I think it was Robbie Lashua from Stand to Reason. And he pointed something out to me that was so beautiful. I'd never thought of it before. He goes, if you think about James, the brother of Jesus, who knows your worst sins in your life? Your sibling. Yeah. Your sibling knows. Your sibling knows what a jerk you can be, right? Yeah. I mean, I have four kids of my own, <laughs> plus an exchange student. I know how crazy my kids can be to one another. Um, James was a skeptic when Jesus was here, right? Because he probably was annoyed by his perfect yeah. older brother. Yeah. Okay. Mary's like, James, why can't you be like Jesus? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what Robbie point uh, this guy pointed out. But it's true. And then James goes on, and we have the book of James, and he was, you know, an ardent follower of Christ. Yeah. And that that's a huge apologetic for our faith. So there's so many, and um, yeah, I could dive into it more. But that is another thing that I've found. Um, my faith in doing this has become stronger and stronger and more convinced that Jesus is a real thing yeah. and that he can touch. If, if his promises are true, if yeah. they are yes and amen, right, where he invites us to throw our burdens on him, where he invites us to come to him when we are exhausted, where he invites us to give our anxieties, our loneliness, all of those things on him, then I want to know, is it real? Yeah. And when I keep finding more and more and more and I, I go deeper and deeper in this, yes, yes, he can handle it. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, so good. So good. I'm over here like jotting down notes. Uh, I know for me, it became um, really powerful. I I became a Christian right around senior year of college, like 22, 23 years old. And so that's the age anyway, when, you know, you're just exploring and figuring out why am I here kind of questions. And around that time, I I spent a summer in New York City and the Met, the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York City has a whole room with thousands of sculptures and artists, paintings, and tons and tons of work uh, about Jesus and the resurrection. Mm -hmm. And it's dated, you know, people who knew him or knew people who knew him, you know, very recent to the time he walked on this earth. And I'm like, looking at this, in this, you know, secular museum, it's not a, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, how can we, did these people, all these people make it up? Did all these people just draw this for kicks and giggles? Like, (laughs) it's amazing. (laughs) Well, speaking of that, so Jay Warner Wallace, if you're not familiar with who he is, he's a, a former homicide detective. Um, he was an atheist, came to faith. He's written um, some great books, but one of them I'm looking at right now as we're talking, it's called Person of Interest. And it's written for somebody who's skeptical of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And it's saying, why should I look at Jesus, even if I have a really hard time with the Bible? Um, and he talks about that, all these works of art, yeah. all of our science, all of our, I mean, even mathematics, all these different things point to this one person. Yeah. Um, yeah. The calendar changing. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> AD to BC, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, another quick thing that I, that has just kind of like changed my perspective and now I, I can't help but notice it. I heard a pastor say one time that God made the world beautiful over functional because mm-hmm. when you think about you know, the bees pollinating and the food cycle, he he could have made it so simple and just a few flowers and a few butterflies or whatever. If I was in charge and let's be thankful, I'm not, (laughs) it would would be like five varieties of flowers or trees. And it is 
infinite colors and varieties and blooms and caterpillars. Like all of it is just mind blowingly beautiful. Mm. And I think um, Lisa Turkers talks about this, that we're in between two gardens, like the garden of Eden and heaven. And all of this beauty is just a glimpse that this isn't our home. Yeah. And, and now I, I can't help, but look at a caterpillar, which by the way, they give me heebie-jeebies with all their legs, <laughs> but they're fascinatingly like intricately amazingly designed. I never would have come yeah. up with that on my, on my own. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or the fact that we, every single one of us has a unique fingerprint. Yes. Every single one. If you Google it, like what are the chances of me having the same fingerprint as somebody else? I think they have like 30 something billion, one in 30 something billion, because it's never happened in the history of ever. I mean, think about that. It's just incredible how we've been designed and how this world has been designed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now I want to so maybe someone's listening like, okay, yeah, you know, I believe you. Like, of course, I believe there's a God. Of course, I believe that Jesus, you know, he lived, he died, he rose again. Why does that matter for my 20 something year old life? The million yeah. dollar question. I know that yeah. you talk about that a lot. So I would love for you to talk about it. Yeah. Well, I loved what you said, Katie, when you were on my podcast. He's not, you know, the side thing. He's the main thing. Yeah. Um, I remember talking to a friend one time, she was talking about her her daughter and she's like, it's like she's got Jesus in her pocket right now. And I I used to do that a little bit. You know, I'll be honest, you know, in my um, late teens, early 20s, I was in a relationship I, I knew wasn't right. Um, I was walking in a way that wasn't congruent with what I said I believed, but I still was talking to people about Jesus and going to church and doing all the things. And I was pretty miserable. Mm-hmm. It was pretty miserable because um, Jesus doesn't fit very well in our pockets. Yeah. He's either the main thing or he's nothing. The in-between, C.S. Lewis says, uh, you know, like he doesn't give us that option. He really doesn't. When you look at Christ, he's either it or he's not. He's not the good guy. You know, a lot of people, if you poll people today, I know Barna's done some research on this. They'll say, oh, Jesus is a good guy. I like Jesus, da-da-da-da. But if you start actually reading the Bible, nobody would have said the things that Jesus did. Uh, a, a nice person. Right. They were either blasphemy, which is what he got crucified for, or he was God. Mm. And so I think when we look at Jesus, when we really look at him, he's everything. And when we try to fit him in our pocket, and you'll find that you tend to be pretty torn between yeah. two worlds. Um, Francis Chan, I remember years ago watching a sermon that he gave where he had a, a demonstration, and I actually did it one time for a talk. He took um, like a Frappuccino, uh, a bottled Frappuccino and a bottled Mountain Dew. And he said, okay, take a drink of uh, the Frappuccino. Oh, I love Jesus. Take a drink of the Mountain Dew. Oh, I love my parting life. You know, whatever. He's like, that is how miserable it is, what it's like to drink from both wells. It's really, really miserable. And at the end of that, you're going to be exhausted and tired and wondering, okay, where, what do I choose? Because you have to choose one. We can't have multiple masters. It's true. All of us are on a journey of like, uh, I don't follow whatever it is that I say that I want to follow wholeheartedly because we're a mixture. That's human nature. (laughs) But when we choose, I remember sitting on a beach, you know, and it, it was later in life where I sat on a beach and I said, Jesus, you can have it all. You can have it all. That was a turning point in my life. That, you know, I had said I loved Jesus for many, many years. 
Um, and I, you know, Lord, look, God is gracious. <laughs> Good things happen during that time. But I can tell you where I experienced freedom was when I did that, yeah. was when I said, and I meant it, you can have it all. Yeah. Any area of my life you can mess with, anything I'm holding on to that I think is better than you, because that's the lie of the enemy, right? The original lie, this is better. Did God really say, maybe this would be better for you? It's that lie of believing, well, I know better. Instead of, I, I give it all to you. I trust you with everything in my life. There is nothing more sacred than you. Um, so that's the encouragement that I would give. I, I hope that is. No, that's that. so good. I'm over here nodding my head like crazy. One of the things I, I find, I say to myself and to the girls I mentor all the time, and I don't remember, we probably said this on um, our recording on your podcast as well is God, you are good and I can trust you. And I have to say that sometimes until I believe it. And as you said, it is that surrender. It's, it's, you know better than I do, which we know on paper, of course he does, but we're so like, yeah, but I don't know what your better looks like, but he is good and he can be trusted. Even if, even if, even if he is good and he can be trusted. And, and again, that's something I practice and I remind myself and that daily surrender. You talk about like, God, you can have it all. That's, that's a daily thing for me. Um, and it's such a beautiful piece too, because when I'm in control, it's a big, hot, anxiety-filled mess. Yes, <laughs> that's right. I mean, we make a pit of our own making. I had a guy recently on my podcast, it went out this week, Zach Ferret, amazing, amazing young man. And he just shared, you know, like, our obedience to God leads to human flourishing. He designed it that way. He designed things for our good, right? And our obedience to Him, that surrender, comes in love relationship with Him. That's where, that's where that comes from, you know? And He's not out to like poo-poo our fun or poo-poo right. our party life or whatever it is or our boyfriends or whatever. You know, He loves everybody. He loves you. He wants what's best for you. And um, his design is good, but yeah. it took me a long, a long time to, to really believe that. Yeah. 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 Well, I love the work that you're doing and the conversations that you're having and the open door, uh, you know, this conversation is for anyone and for everyone. And I love that you're, they're continuing to have this conversation. So if you don't mind giving a shout out to your podcast, your Instagram, all of that good stuff. So we can find more Janelle on the interwebs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thanks Katie. Yeah. So finding something real.com. Um, you can find me on Instagram. You can just type in finding something real. It will pop up, but it's Janelle underscore M underscore wood. Just type in finding something real. Um, we'll I think <laughs> we'll link it in the show notes too. <laughs> put it there. Yeah. And um, yeah, if you are, listening to this and, you know, you think, oh, it'd be interesting to, you know, explore some questions or maybe share my story or maybe it would encourage somebody else. I'd love to talk to you about maybe co-hosting on the podcast. You can go to findingsomethingreal.com. Just click on um, be a co-host or be on the podcast at the top of the page and I'll reach out to you. I'd love to hear from you. Did you hear that, ladies? You get the opportunity to be on a podcast. That's so exciting. <laughs> we'll make sure we link that. That's really fun. And Ian, your faith questions are welcome. So what mm -hmm. a wonderful like space that you're providing yeah. for people to have these conversations. I, I will add to, you know, that first conversation that you have with me, it's just us getting to know each other. We're not going to record anything. You can kind of just feel it out, see if uh, <laughs> see if I don't scare you away. Yeah. And then um, if we agree, hey, this would be really great to do together. Um, then, uh, we'll record one episode where it's just you and I having a conversation 
The only thing that happens there is you share your story and you share some of your questions. We'll have talked about all of that ahead of time. And then um, together we invite people to come on. And so um, it's as much as you want to be involved or as little. But um, I was just talking to a young woman today, the one that I was on the phone call with before this. And I just said, you know, I, I want to make this a safe, loving place um, for you as you go through this journey. Um, and I mean that for whoever's listening that thinks, man, I, I really want to explore some of this. So, yeah. Thank you. Well, okay. I'm going to link that be a co-host in the show notes. So if you're listening and you're like, oh my gosh, that's me. Just scroll up, hit click, click, click. (laughs) (laughs) Go on. Like, I just, I think that there's so many listeners that can really benefit from that. I know I enjoyed being on your show. So I think that, um, Mm -hmm. so many of our young listeners as well, as well. Thank you. Thank you, Janelle, for being here. I love this conversation and I cannot wait to put it on the live. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, I would enjoy you sharing it with a friend. If you take a screenshot and share it on your social, make sure you give me a tag at Katie Bulmer Life, and I will definitely make sure I respond. And thank you so much for sharing the love. Hey, and if you're new to the podcast, make sure you scroll back. We have over a hundred episodes interviewing experts and 20-somethings and everyone in between tackling all the hottest topics you wish you knew, but maybe just don't. This is called the Truth for Your 20s podcast, and I'm so thankful that you are here.